Zach Levine is set to make his return to the Chicago Bulls tonight against the Charlotte Hornets. We're going to talk about the ways that Zach Levine can make an impact right away, even while he's still getting his, his footing back under him. We're going to talk about that. Plus, we're going to talk about how much longer the Bulls can avoid a rebuild, as former GM Bob Meyer says that the Bulls are only avoiding the inevitable. And we're going to preview today's game against the Charlotte Hornets. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today, guys. And so, Zach Levine was recalled from the Windy City Bulls. We dropped an emergency episode on it yesterday, and that sets the stage for both him and Nikola Vucevic to return to the Chicago Bulls today against the Charlotte Hornets. They both have been upgraded to questionable, but one of the biggest questions that have remained around Zach Levine is just how much is, or what is the impact he's going to have on the Chicago Bulls? Is it going to be positive? Is it going to be negative? There's a chance for both to be happening, right? But I think that we have now kind of gotten ourselves into this mindset of it just being the bad, right? And let's keep in mind, like, yes, before Zach Levine went down with injury, he was playing bad. He was shooting the career lows across the board as far as the shooting percentages and uh, his true shooting percentage had taken a step down. His ability to get to the free throw line had taken a step down. Everything. He was shooting some of the worst splits of his NBA career. But guess what? He wasn't the only one that was shooting that, that bad. Nikola Vucevic and DeMar DeRozan, all of the core three, were playing at some of their absolute worst in their careers to start the season for the Chicago Bulls. And while Vooch and DeMar have both kind of figured out how to work and be more impactful with this new style of play, I think it's kind of a little bit of an overstatement to say that Zach Levine can't. Now, Willie, that's the biggest question. We all, I think we all realize that Zach Levine does have the ability to fit into what the Chicago Bulls are doing, but it takes sacrifice. It takes having the, 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 the mental... Uh, uh, fortitude and, and and being focused on trying to fit in and what the Chicago Bulls can do. But I do think that it's kind of gotten to this overstatement period of acting like he just can't. Now, like I said before, Zach Levine was playing bad to horrible before he went down with his injury. They all were, right? And while DeMar and Vooch had started kind of showing signs of coming out of that, we know after the trade stuff came out, Zach Levine was playing different. And that's inexcusable, right? I've always said, I'm not going to go to excusing that because that was bad. It did feel like he quit on the team at that point in time. But there's something to be said about watching on the sidelines and watching the team fight and compete on top of your trade value constantly being questioned. Now, as far as the the play on the court aspect of it, Billy Donovan actually talked about it yesterday, and he said this. Are you anxious to see how much buy-in you can get from him and what you guys have been doing in his absence? I mean, usually in the past, if you lose a guy like Zach Levine, they're kind of SOL. But for you guys to go 10-5 and five over the last 15 I think sends a message maybe to him that this is the style of play that we have to have to do, and this is how you have to buy in. I mean, are you anxious to see how he handles that? Yeah, I mean, I obviously talk to him in the building pretty regularly. You know, I think he has always been whatever he can do to help the team has kind of been his mentality. It's always been, I think he, I think the one thing that's always a little bit different when you talk to players that have been out, you know, it's, it's like you talk to them and it's a totally different perspective when you're sitting out, looking at, looking at it from a, a non-competitive standpoint, we are not in the game and you can see the game. I think he sees, you know, how we're playing, what we're doing. And, 
you know, I think that the thing that he'd want to do is come in and contribute and enhance that and make it better. I don't think it's necessarily so much that he has to change his game. It's what he does really, really, really well. Can he, you know, bring that to the table for us? I said this before, you know, him shooting the basketball for us, especially us generating more three-point shots, important. We've been a team that hasn't generated a lot of threes. He's a guy that can do that. Like, the more opportunities for that. And I think he can see some of that stuff. And I think that that is an important part of all of this, right, is what do you learn from watching the game? What do you learn about how this team is playing together and how you can fit in and maybe help in some areas here? Three-point shooting being a huge part of what Zach Levine can do effectively that can definitely help this Chicago Bulls team add even more spacing. And then you look at the three-point shooting that Kobe's been able to have when he's hitting the three ball, when he's hitting the three ball at a decent rate is that that can really add a whole different dynamic for the Chicago Bulls but like I've said before, it really comes down to Zach also accepting that role. And that's the, uh, the, the factor in this that we can't ever really, we, we don't know, right, until we see it, until we see how Zach is going to come out here and perform for this team that has, for the most part, been fighting with a lot of heart, competing, spreading the ball around. We've gone over all those statistics before, just how much more the ball is moving around for the Chicago Bulls. And Zach Levine has to be make, make the conscious choice and decision to buy into that. And it seems like Billy Donovan has a level of confidence that Zach Levine will buy into that. And if he does, this it can help the Chicago Bulls. So just in two areas that it definitely helps the Bulls with right away, right? And that is as Zach Levine's still trying to get his legs back, as Zach Levine's still getting his conditioning back, things like that. Because look, best believe, being out for almost a month, there is probably going to be a little bit of rust on Zach Levine. We'll see, right? Young player will still see. But the two areas that Zach Levine helps right away with the Chicago Bulls team is spacing, as I already talked about before. Having a player out there who is still another consistent threat to hit the three ball, when you look at the number of missed miss threes lately, right? Just look at Iota Sumo going one for six um, from the three-point range in the last game that we had. You, you replace Zach Levine on even a couple of those, that's more than likely going in, right? You can trust that to go in at a higher rate. I think that that is one of the things that Zach Levine definitely can help now again that comes via him buying in and understanding his role and being more comfortable being playing off the ball which Zach has done before right um even the 14 and 9 shirts in last season he was mainly uh operating off the ball so that is something that Zach Levine can help with right away which can help Nikola Vucevic go to work which can help uh, Patrick Williams if he stays aggressive that's one of the biggest aspects in this too Patrick Williams cannot regress back into passive P just because Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic are coming back here, you still have to do the things that you've been doing because they've been coming on 10 shots per game, right? So, you know, cut to the rim. Try to follow up shots. Get to the rebounds a little bit more. Those are the type of things that P. Will needs to make sure he does so that he doesn't get phased out with Zach Levine returning. But let me get back on, on topic here. So, um, but yeah, floor spacing is definitely something that Zach Levine can help with right away for the Chicago Bulls team. And that is one of the areas that we needed the most in. And then on that, the, that's this. Uh, allowing another player that, that defenses have to key in on. You cannot leave Zach Levine, right? There are some in certain lineups that the Bulls have had been having to run that they've been able, that defenses have been able to leave other players out open on the three-point line or even anywhere on the court. You can't leave Zach Levine open because Zach Levine is such a threat to be able to get to the rim on top of his three-point shooting that those are things that the defense is going to help kind of ease up. And then the Kobe White aspect. We've seen Kobe. He's gotten the superstar, the star level uh, defensive game plans against him recently, trying to take the ball out of his hands. And then this offers another opportunity to have a player like Zach Levine. You can't really double Kobe out there, and you got to be more conscious of it. So Zach Levine can help the Chicago Bulls team. Like, I've, oh, like I said, I said it over on Locked on Bulls. I'm going to say it here as well. The, big, the, the biggest question isn't can he, 
help the Chicago Bulls? Because I think if you watch the game of basketball, you understand how he can. The bigger question is, will he help the Chicago Bulls? That is the biggest question in all of this. Will he do what's needed to be done to, to help the Chicago Bulls out? And that is one of the questions that it's fair to ha- still ha- question and, and doubt Zach Levine's ability and basketball IQ to do so. Now, I think that the way that we could use Zach Levine could be so simplistic in the fact that it takes that basketball IQ aspect uh, out of it to a certain degree, run off catch and shoots, come off, come off screens. Like this is one of the things that Zach Levine needs to be doing at a high level. And if Billy Donovan is trying to coach this team the right way, that's some opportunities he'll be running for Zach Levine. And then also having Vooch back as well and us using Vooch more as a facilitator at times and just how Vooch makes those smart decisions on cutters and players out on the perimeter, that's also something that's going to help this team overall, I think, in a big way. So let's hope. I understand the pessimism surrounding Zach coming back. I understand the anxiousness for some of the fans, you know, with Zach Levine coming back and worried, hey, is this going to, is what we've been seeing for the most part over the 17 games, is this going to maintain or are we going to see it all come crashing down? Like I said, I, I can understand this can go very, this can be very, very ugly. Or it can end up working out. And it working out nets more benefits back because then even if the Bulls are still looking to move Zach Levine, that trade value ends up getting help. We're winning games at that point in time. We can get some more depth in here. All those type of things. So ultimately, Zach Levine can help the Chicago Bulls. Let's just see if he will. Now, with that being said, let's go ahead and move into the next topic for today. Um, so Bob Myers uh, was on and uh, talking about it. ABC, actually, I think it was before the game. And I kind of skipped over this. And he had a quote here. that I I just want to break down and talk about a little bit, right? He says this, if you're Bulls ownership, you got to say, what are we doing? What are we, where are we going? And there is no good answer to that. Levine is going to come back and play great. He has to get anything uh, for him. Uh, He has to, to get anything for him. So that's the right question, right? Right there. Should the Bulls consider a rebuild? They have to consider a rebuild. If anybody is raising their hand saying, what should we do? Well, um, where's 10 to six without Zach Levine? So what? That's, that's for you kind of Bulls fans to glam into that. Nobody wants to do a rebuild. You do a rebuild because you have to do a rebuild. Now, that's a quote from Bob Myers. And, you know, when you look at Bob Myers, you kind of avoided trying to rebuild yourself with the Warriors, but that's petty. I'm going to leave that to the side. Um, But when it comes down to it, that is a legitimate question for the Chicago Bulls team. And while this team and the improved play and seeing players like Iodasumu, Patrick Williams, and and Kobe White really step up big, even Daylon Terry starting to, you know, step into more minutes and, and play okay in those minutes, right? That the Bulls could try to try to avoid a rebuild, and so to say, but what really is a rebuild, right? A rebuild versus a retool. Uh, we're not blowing this whole roster up, right? And then you may end up losing Zach Levine. You may end up losing DeMar DeRozan. Does that necessitate a rebuild, right? Is that kind of a rebuild? I think ultimately the way that I took it is that what I've been saying, the Chicago Bulls have some very tough questions that they need to answer about their roster, and maybe that first domino to fall is trading Zach Levine. Maybe the first domino is trading DeMar DeRozan. But I tell you what, the uh, the reluctance and avoidance to trade a player like Alex Caruso, whose value is all high, that's something that a lot of GMs like Bob Myers are kind of questioning with the Chicago Bulls because right now, Alex Caruso's value is at an all-time high. You can get a first, if not multiple, probably back for Alex Caruso right now to the right team. Now, that's going to be a contending team. Those firsts aren't going to be too high, but you could you could do that, right? And for a, a- experience the thrill of March Madness, if you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way 
and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. A, a former GM like Bob Myers is probably sitting there watching like, why Why are you? Why is the reluctance to trade Alex Caruso? Which, again, we, we've talked about how important Alex Caruso is to culture, how important Alex Caruso is to kind of making this all work. And the fact of the matter is, as long as the Bulls are still trying to be a team that's competing for a playoff spot, they're going to hold on to Alex Caruso. So unless a team comes with just a crazy deal that you absolutely can't say no to, the Bulls have already showed their hands. Alex Caruso is going to be a Chicago Bull as long as AK and Mark Eversley have a say uh, about it. And they're going to try to extend him this offseason and lock him in for a longer time. Now, you have to ask questions then. Is Alex Caruso and what he is at that point to be over 30? And that value never going to be there again. And if it's not, cool. If you sign him to extension, you're fine just riding that out. Cool. And I think that that's the thing. I understand a lot of the talk around the Chicago Bulls and why a rebuild could make sense for this team. But I think that, uh, like I've always said, once a front officer, anybody for that matter, tells you who they are and tells you what they're doing to constantly expect different, it's just wasting your own energy. And I think, you know, there's there's enough here now, I think. And even when the players that we're not using, Julian Phillips, Adama Sinogo, Onulat Batim, right? As, as long as we keep seeing these people, um, these players on the team that still have some future that the, that this Chicago Bulls team is looking to, to kind of cultivate that, um, it's going to be a minute before a full technical rebuild happens. A retooling, that's probably coming whether we like it or not, whether that means trading Zach Levine, this trade deadline in the offseason, DeMar Rosen being traded or walking away. <sighs> this version of the team is starting to, is on its last legs for what it is with those two pillars for sure. Other players could go in those trades. We're looking at maybe even uh, a, a Javon Carter hopefully can be. Let, let's pray to God that he can be included in the Zach Levine trade. Get him up out of here. And then, but then you got to also look like maybe you trade DeMar DeRozan, but maybe that team asks you to include Andre Drummond so you can get a, a, a first or a higher first or whatever. Those type of opportunities are probably things that the Bulls are, are getting offers on, the Bulls are getting calls on, and they're trying to determine if that's the route that this team's going to go. So hearing that, a, a rebuild is inevitable. But I do think that that's a great quote that nobody wants to re- do a rebuild. You do a rebuild because you have to. I do think that that's that's a, that's a damn good quote. And um, you, we'll see how much longer that applies to the Chicago Bulls. But let me know what you guys think. We've we've been on the highs of this winning streak with Zach Levine being out. We've seen this team kind of come back down to uh, to reality a little bit. And the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. But Zach's coming back. Vooch is coming back. So we're going to see have to see now what this team looks like with them. But do you still want to see a rebuild from the Chicago Bulls? Or do you think, like me, that a retool is probably more likely than a flat-out rebuild? Let me know what you guys think on that down below. But all right, last topic of the day. Uh, well, second to last. We've got a little brief one here at the end of the show. But the, the Bulls play the Hornets today. And this is a game where we could be seeing the returns of Nikola Vucevic. We could be seeing the returns of Zach Levine. The Bulls are riding a, a two-game losing streak coming into this game. The Charlotte Hornets, I believe, actually won their last game. Uh, so yeah, they're on a one-game winning streak, but you know they they've only been one and nine over their last uh, last ten, and then they 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 lost 12, 13 games in a row, something like that. This is a Charlotte Hornets team that's just not good. Um, they're missing a bunch of their their roster, the depth. We know that Lamelo Ball hasn't been playing for that team, even though word is that he could be making a return soon. Mark Williams is is out. Gordon Haywood is out. Uh, so you know this is a team that's missing a lot of their pieces. 
But the fact is, is that we've seen this Bulls team lose to teams that have been missing a lot of their pieces before. So when it comes down to it, the Bulls have to still be locked in. They still got Brandon Miller. They still got Terry Rozier, who's killed us at times before. They got Miles Bridges, who's averaging over 20 points per game. You know, this, this is still a team that has players that still are competing. And because of that, the Bulls have to match that energy and exceed it. They cannot play down to the level of competition if they want to win today. And don't get me wrong, there's going to be some, some maybe some, some things to work out with Zach Levine coming back in and, 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 and shaking off some rust, stuff like that. But this is a Hornets team that is bottom of the league offensively, bottom of the league defensively, uh, bottom of the league rebounding-wise, right? This is a team that the Bulls need to come in here and take care of goddamn business. I don't care if Zach Levine is making his first game back. I don't care if Nikola Vucevic is making the first games back. Either way, we should be able to come in here and take care of business. We've been playing with way too much heart to lose to a team like the Charlotte Hornets, but this team has to have that pride about it, right? You are back home in front of the crowd at the UC. Get back on track tonight against the Charlotte Hornets. Defensively, we need to snuff them out defensively. You have to come in and play with a game plan that you want to say, we want to struggle the life out of the Charlotte Hornets before we get to the third quarter, much like much like just got done to you, uh, you know, in the first half of, the, of, the, of that game, you got, you got to do the same thing the Chicago Bulls do. They have to come in here and have a game plan that they want to take care of business and get this done early and fast and get the hell up out of there, get some rest. The Bulls have to take care of business tonight against the Charlotte Hornets. And if they don't, listen, this Hornets team, I get it. They don't have a whole hell of a lot of talent looking at it. But this is still a team that do, does have scores, does have shooters on this court. And we've seen how the Chicago Bulls are susceptible to teams that can shoot lights out and they can get hot. And if you let the Charlotte Hornets get hot on you and you end up losing this game, that would be an embarrassment to the heart that you've been playing with. Like I said, you don't get any excuse that you're just working players back into the rotation. You should, We should have more than enough to play well against the Charlotte Hornets team. And offensively, we got to wake up, man. Kobe White getting back on track in the last game. Love to see that from Kobe White. But the, you have to do what the Philadelphia 76ers did to you in the first half. That's what I want to see the Bulls do to this Charlotte Hornets team. And we haven't had a lot of big wins like that. This Bulls team, even when they were winning games, haven't had a lot of games where they've just taken care of opponents early, put them away, and then we've been able to see Adama Sanogo and Julian Phillips check in in a positive blowout for the Chicago Bulls. That's what I want to see this game. The Bulls have to take care of business and execute offensively. You have a game plan offensively. You have a plan of attack that has, for the most part, been working. Come in here and take care of business against the Charlotte Hornets. You can't have the off nights tonight. Yes, they got some perimeter players. I don't care about that. Kobe White needs to be Kobe White tonight, regardless of Zach Levine's coming back or not. This Charlotte Hornets team doesn't really have anybody that should be able to consistently guard DeMar DeRozan in the mid-range. That should happen. This This isn't a team that has a whole hell of a lot of size. Andre Drummond and Nikola Vucevic should feast on the rebounds of nothing else. This Bulls team needs to come in here at home, at the UC, in the city of Chicago, and take care of business you guys know i haven't been predicting wins and losses for two years the show's only been around two and a half years i stopped predicting wins and losses then but at the end of the day this is a team that the bulls should be able to take care of business on but they have to come in and execute don't just look down on your upon your opponent and say this should be an easy night and and not come in here and execute you know what the really good teams do they come in and they execute regardless of who's in front of them or not and if they and if they can put them away early they put them away early and move on about their business that is what this Bulls team needs to do. They don't have the defenders. They don't have the rebounding. They don't have the, the really the offensive firepower either. Take care of business tonight. This this listen, Zach Levine. This is your first game back. Go ahead and eat, my boy. Right. 
do that. And Billy Donovan's coaching and adjustments are going to be important for this game as well. How does he use that lineup reintroducing two players that have been out with injuries for a while, right? Billy Donovan has to do a really good coaching job tonight as far as balancing out his rotation and coming up with a game plan that defensively you're trying to snuff this team out. That's what this team needs to do, man, and hopefully they can take care of business. We've seen this, but this is an 8-24 team. And by that, like I said, I want to make it clear here, in no way am I saying the Bulls, this should just be a cakewalk for the Chicago Bulls because we've seen it. The Chicago Bulls can make games difficult on them, and they've done it a lot. <laughs> they've done it a lot. But there's no reason why a team that, even without, let's take Zach Levine and out of it, a team with DeMar DeRozan and Kobe White and the way that he's been scoring, defenders like Ayo DeSumo, Alice Caruso in the, in the game like that, there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to take care of a Charlotte Hornets team that's nursing a lot of damn injuries, man. And, let, and let, let, listen, Terry Rozier just came back in the last game as well. Like this, this, and they took, they beat the Sacramento Kings, right? So I give him credit for that. That is why you can't overlook this team at all. And in that game, it was Miles Bridges, twenty-seven points. PJ Washington off the bench with seventeen, and Terry Rozier with thirty-four points upon his return. That killed that that Sacramento Kings team. The Bulls cannot allow that to happen and let allow that to be them tonight. They have to lock in, they have to execute, and they have to play. And this is a game where the defensive game plan, I'm really watching Billy to see how he comes up with that defensive game plan against a perimeter-heavy team like the Charlotte Hornets. But let me know what you guys think on that. Now, I said we had one more topic before we get out of here today. It's just something briefly I want to touch on. So the first returns came back for the Eastern, well, the All-Star voting overall. And so uh, DeMar DeRozan was ninth amongst all guards, even though that's weird. DeMar DeRozan hasn't played guard since he came here to the Chicago Bulls. The fact they keep listing him on the all-star ballot as a guard is really frustrating because that allows for less votes for players like a Kobe White. But Kobe White's not in the top 10 at all. When you look at the guards, Tyrese Halliburton, Dame, Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell, Tyrese Maxey, Jalen Brunson, LaMelo Ball, uh, Derek White, and then uh, Andre, I'm sorry, uh, DeMar DeRozan at number nine, Drew Holiday at number 10. So, you know, if Lomelo's still hurt, they're going to need an injury replacement there. I don't know if Kobe can get in on that. but And then we have no forwards involved in the all-star voting for the Chicago Bulls team at all. All that kind of makes sense, right? But like I've said, guys, make sure you guys show up, turn out um, for the voting, support our players, Kobe and DeMar, Alice Caruso. Those are the players that get my vote more times than not. But it's unfortunate they're all listed as guards. So that that just kind of sucks when it comes down to it. I don't know. Why do you keep trying to dick us around by listing DeMar DeRozan as a guard? DeMar DeRozan hasn't been guard even since his San Antonio days. It's like, come on, man. Y'all got to update this narrative because y'all affecting the voting. But that's just a little petty thing on my side, man. But shout out to DeMar DeRozan being ninth in, in voting in all guards, especially in a season where he's taking a step back. And that's another question that we ask ourselves coming into the season. Would DeMar DeRozan be willing to take a step back to, to allow other players more shots and more opportunities? And DeMar DeRozan has done that. DeMar DeRozan has taken a step back and to still be acknowledged as the as being uh, you know voted for All-Star as much as he has, that says something. It also says something that's a popularity contest. And, you know, it is what it is. He's a name that's been on that ballot for a while, so that plays a part into it as well. But, you know, good to see DeMar DeRozan at least being represent, uh, representative on that list. Hopefully we get a representative of the Chicago Bulls in the All-Star game. But that's my time for today, guys. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.